When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Frames Per Second Podcast. I'm good, bro. You all right? Yeah, I'm good, man. Long day? Nah, not really. I mean, you know, I didn't get much done today that I wanted to get done, but nah, I'm cool, man. You deserve a day off, bro. I'm going to let you know that right now. (laughs) Appreciate that. Uh, We also got a special guest, Spike Lou of the On Deck TV Podcast (laughs) and another week in the books. How you doing, sir? What up, though? I'm good. And Kevin Bienge. Uh, what up? And you're now tuned into the Frames Per Second Podcast. And in this episode, we are continuing on with our weekly recaps of the hit Stars original series from the Power Universe, uh, Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, with this recap being dedicated to episode 9, titled Antitrust. Uh, second to last episode, penultimate <laughs> episode, as y'all always like to say, I'll, I'll be calling it. Mm-hmm. Um so we basically almost done with the season, eh? Almost done. What did you, what did you think about this episode overall? Can I get my oh, oh yeah, yeah, but before <laughs> we get into your overall thoughts, of course, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I thought that yeah. I had some pretty dope roses. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I think you do too. So <laughs> yeah. let's get to them. Yeah, <laughs> um, my first rose is going to Enderworth. Um, he or she says, "I'm finally caught up just in time for the season finale," and this is coming from the spoiler thread for this episode we're about to review. Um, they say, even though I do feel like Cartier was killed off quick, him trying to smash rock made him reveal everything about his organization way too quick. I also love the interaction between Cartier and Famous, which was hilarious. My respect for Unique went up after this episode, and he thought Marvin was going to give Sam some bad drugs to make him overdose and have a clean cut to that loose end. So that's what they thought of this episode. Black Raz once said, unless that crackhead OD somewhere, there's no reason to keep Marvin alive. He's messed up too many times mm. now and is a danger to the whole operation. Mm. Um, and then my last rose goes to JoJo628. He did not expect Cartier to die at all, let alone this season. I was starting to like his character. Also, Famous is a dumbass. Oh. I concur. Um, those are my roses. <laughs> Thank you guys. Keep them coming. And uh, maybe you will get your Raising Canaan Rose on the next episode. My overall thoughts? Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I like this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part of me that's like, all right, but it's like kind of late. And I feel like as much as I like this episode, it's I still feel like something is missing. Like it's like almost there and you only got one more episode left so they really got to do something really really like crazy for me to feel like this season was not a bit of a letdown Hmm. Hmm. really really crazy yeah yeah like rock really got to pull something out her ass Hmm. what about you rock um yeah man the show has been like hit and miss for me i mean everybody know that by now um, I wouldn't call this one a miss per se, but it wasn't as good as the last one. Um, they did do some some interesting stuff in this one that I did like, but then there was some stuff that I didn't like. But ultimately, I mean, it it, it was full. It, it was cool. It was it was it was safe. 
It was safe. It wasn't like a bad episode. Wasn't safe to you, Lou? Cool, safe. I think those are words that I definitely agree with. <clears throat> also, with what Nate said, like they, there needs to be like a really spectacular, mm -hmm. like damn, I didn't see that coming. Like just something to make this season feel like it was on par with the last season. It's like we've been waiting for something to happen all season. And they just never hit the mark with what it is that happens. I feel like it was supposed to be killing Cartier this episode. I think that was supposed to be big for us, but like that really just felt like a fumble for me. That was mm. a good character. I liked him and I think he should have been around a little bit longer. So I, I, the episode was decent, but I just need a lot out of episode 10 for them to wrap this up strongly. I don't think that would fix it for me personally. Really? <clears throat> I think even if it was something like a really good episode, mm -hmm. I think it would still be like this still wasn't better than the first one, you know, first season. Um, it's just they, they had too many misses in this in this season for me. It's kind of similar to um, to um, shit, uh, Snowfall. Mm. Like how, you know, I felt like they ended it pretty well, but throughout the whole mm. season. You didn't enjoy the Tiger it. episode. Yeah, it's just like it don't, it don't matter. Huh? Yeah. You was mad. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I really like that show. But um, – and I feel like they messed it up. But, yeah, I don't feel like they messed this one up, per se. Not as bad as they did with Snowfall, but it's just not hitting the same as season one. I agree. They are messing it up. They ain't yeah. messed it all the way yeah, up like yeah. Snowfall. Yeah, I agree with that. Ken, what about you? It was all right. <laughs> I actually liked this episode. I thought it was a really a, a good step up. Um, so step up from the last one? A good step up from the season wise. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, that was good. not from the last episode, oh, but it's a good oh. step up in general. Like I think for the last episode and this episode is I I personally feel like it's been on a good ride for so okay, uh, um, for where we're about to go to. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, some of, like you mentioned, Ross, some of the character dynamics are a little bit interesting for mm -hmm. how they went. Um, and we'll get into that, but yeah. and I didn't really like how we started off this episode, but we see that uh, well, not this part, but another part. We start off this episode with us seeing. The not-so-racist Italian white guy get popped by Lou. Um, Rob, were you surprised that Lou was quick to pull the trigger on this one? No, it's like they always have him do some gangster shit, and you think he's going to be back, and then they put his ass right back in the studio. It's like he do some gangster <laughs> shit, and he just go back to the studio. It's just like, what are you doing Making with him? Making these slow beats. It's like, damn, bro. Just keep him gangster. Yeah. You said the beats are slow. <laughs> Lo-fi ass beats. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? So, no, nah, I thought it was cool to see him do, you know, in his element. You know what I'm saying? He a hitter. You know, I did think it was interesting, too. I think Nate pointed this out with the commentary that uh, 50. That, that 50 was saying. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you kind of, you know, when you're a hitter, and he was talking about the Italian, but that could be applied to him as well. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. It could be applied to Lou as well. So, I thought that was an interesting catch that Nate made while we were yeah. watching. Hey, 50's commentary has been. Yeah, yeah it's it's been really. body in this yeah. 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 Whoever writing that for him is killing Yeah, so that, that part, that, the way it opened up was fine for me, personally. Um, I, I was like, damn. I was kind of like, damn. They took out old girl. I did want to see something, something happen there. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't too happy about that. But I did like the that that his brother came through for him. You know, got the body. Yeah, because uh, as you mentioned, we we then see that Marvin is indeed alive, but the therapist mm -hmm. isn't. Yeah. Uh, Nay, were you sad to see that she died off screen? No. I mean, I didn't need to see her laid up in the hospital. <laughs> I didn't need to see her laid there bloody. I just needed to see Marvin's reaction. So you was fine with the. I was fine with it. Yeah. What was his reaction? Like I don't even really recall. He was crying, he was crying at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah, he was crying. He think he cried. He don't know he had right, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dis I think that was a disservice to that the build up of that character. I just, too. Yeah, that was a especially disservice. for because she seemed very pivotal yeah. in his life. So for her to go out like that, it was just like 
Well, damn. Okay. Really? Yeah, I yeah. just feel like they they low key. They played Marvin like real B side, in my opinion. Like even with her death and his reaction to it, and even how he handled. I know we'll get to it later. How he handled the junkie dude. Like I just I feel like that wasn't Marvin's character that we were introduced to. I know he's grown some, but I feel like just the origins of the show, like we were talking about with Rod. I feel like they got too far away from what we know Marvin for, and it was just it didn't work for me. I liked it. Really? I I actually really really I liked like it. Like. I didn't necessarily want to see them in a full-fledged relationship. I liked the fact that there was interest there. I liked what she did for him and the growth that she kind of sparked in him. And I think her death, especially once we talk about the conversation between him and Jukebox, like her dying and him, that like that little glimmer of hope that he had being taken away from him makes him want to just do better. Like the stuff that she instilled in him, he actually wants to continue to work on. But I think he was already doing that. He even was without the death. He was already doing that, but it's like I feel like you see it like what he did with the with the crackhead, you see it like even Solidified. going further. Right. So I'm perfectly fine with her dying and us not really seeing that go anywhere because I think the effect that she was supposed to have on him is done. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I would I would have liked to see the relationship, but now I understand why they never had them get together where it mm -hmm. seemed like it was going to be obvious because that wasn't her role on the show. It was really just to get him to this point. Mm hmm kill her off, and then use that to push him to this next level. Well, Nay, as, well, as Nay mentioned, uh, we didn't cut to seeing uh, the star of this episode, which is Crackhead Sam, taking a piss on the playground tree <laughs> with the cops approaching him for a no arrest. No <laughs> Uh Ken, what did you think about <laughs> Sam this episode? I loved him, man. I, I, I thought he was great. Uh, he had a lot of great one-liners. Uh, Kadumbo, uh, man, <laughs> that was he is committed to that role. I, I, think he had to be, I think he had to be a smoker previously, like that. He played he that too well. Man, when, when, he definitely was experience. a smoker. When Marvin he had, had his experience, when Marvin was like, Here, man, come and come you know, in the car. I got, first. I got this. He was like, Man, you made you know. me offer. I couldn't refuse. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and he told him, You know, I'm gonna smoke this first, right? <laughs> he, he was hey. a smoker in the previous life, 100%. <laughs> that, yeah, Sam was right. Was you fucking with Sam this episode? Yeah, I mean, it's a part of me that don't like him because, you know, he's snitching and shit, but like... He's a crackhead, though. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a crackhead, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, he do whatever he got to do to get out of that situation. You know, there's no loyalty to no one. So, yeah, he's he's definitely playing the hell out of this role. I, I, like I said, I said it to Nate while we was watching. I was like, man, he's playing the hell out of this crackhead. <laughs> I said the same. Like, for Nobody real. Nobody <laughs> felt like this was Bubbles. Bubbles, yep. Yeah. Same thing. Nah, I think he was a little bit more extreme. Bubbles was actually a kind crackhead. Nah, I mean, depending on who you, he was ripping people. But off. Bubbles was snitching, was snitching to, to was snitching, snitching, ripping yeah. people yeah. off. I mean, I don't, I'm not surprised that he was snitching. I'm just saying, like the, his demeanor, like Sam was cussing everybody. Um, <laughs> Sam was. was a nice, <laughs> Sam was a nice to right, nobody. Right, right. Even the cop that got him out, he was like, he was like, <laughs> he was like, bitch, I told you today, <laughs> you ain't get me out of jail. And it's just like, hold on, I got, right. I got. <laughs> he said, I don't need you no more, bitch. Yeah, she said, she's like, but you, you said you knew who to kill the cop. He was like, I'm gonna keep that for next time. I'm locked up. <laughs> he played the hell out. He did. He did. He did. One hundred percent. Lou, was it right for Marvin to let him go instead of kill him? Hell no. I did not like that at all. I think there's a certain um, elk that they built with Marvin throughout the first season, and I understand that he's grown as a character, and I do get that part of it. But I do think 
they had the opportunity to show some depth to his character, even with the, the therapist dying. I feel like that they could have made it like where he was in a battle with himself, made it more intriguing TV. But I didn't want to see Marvin go full soft mode and be like, oh, well, yeah, I'm just going to let you and give you this big chunk of money. Like, man, this is a smoker, bro. Like, it, Marvin is a hood dude. He knows smokers going to be smokers the rest of their life. Right. Like, that's a thing that, that you say in the hood. So he know that that plan in his, in his mind of minds, he know that ain't going to work. So I didn't like that they had him being soft in that he way. He did say it too. Like, what does Marvin always do? What was one of the first thing they told us about Marvin when He's they- fuck up. That's what I, but I wanted Come that on, growth. Bro. I wanted the growth to be like, I, I wanted him to get through that, that therapist thing. I feel like that should have been him growing. They said like, even when he tried to do right, is somehow, some way he gonna fuck up. He let me down. You're right. He let me down. He, he fucked that up. He fucked that up. Cause he, like, there's no reason that he's supposed to go in there and have those emotions for that junkie and not kill him. But he bro. was a junkie. Marvin, What's yeah, I get that he has that in his past. I understand that. However, I'm in debt to Rock. She has put me in this position. I've already fucked up with all this other stuff. The least you can do is kill the junkie. That's he the don't want to kill can. no more. He want to be good. He just <laughs> told Juke like I done did a lot of fucked up shit. Why would I do another fucked up shit and kill a nigga who I used to be? Let me try and get this nigga on a straight and narrow and do the right thing. It See, is a step in his growth. It's just a step that's gonna get him messed up because it's really not. He's not in that business. That's and 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 that goes <clears throat> to what we were talking about or for the season for me. Within her organization, Rock is the only person with the street committed mindset. Mm -hmm. Lou is wavering back and forth. Kanan is wavering mm -hmm. back and forth. Marvin is wavering back and forth. Rock is the only one that's like, nah, this is what we own. I'm on some street shit. And I just don't like the fact that they waver so much and she has to like push them through. I mean, that's the woman, bro. Shout out to Black. Shout out to Black. Nah, nah, nah. I, I respect it. I don't, I'm trying to put me in a. She know what's best. She yeah. does. I just, I, I just want a little more from them. I'm right. saying they could put up more. She needs opinion. to. Um, I think that she just has to take inventory of who she has, and I know you want your family to be right there yeah, by you, but that's no, not who you have. She so she no has to acknowledge who they are. Stop trying to make them somebody they're not and put people in place who are actually going to be committed. Facts. I think it'd be really interesting if her and Unique actually end That's up she need to be working tagging, tag yes. teaming and, and working together and him taking the role. But the problem is I don't think Unique would be able to to be up under rock. That would be too much of a power uh, a power trip there. But it, it would have to be a co-op. It's a co-op situation. Do you think that is because it's rock? Because he seems perfectly comfortable being under that, that white man's I don't really think he feels like he's under that white man. I think he's just utilizing the white man to get back into the position he okay. wants to be in. Um, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know of him and Rock. I would love to see that be what happens, but then I think I don't remember who said it last episode. Like we have to also remember that none of these people are still here in the in the power in the power world. So we know that this eventually is going to come to some sort of demise. Mm. So we're really just watching the demise of the family's organization. Yeah, yeah, so that's why I don't think it would actually happen. I would love to see her. I agree. Her and Rock and Unique next season, I think would do a lot better for me as a viewer <coughs> as far as them putting the plans together. Cause with the white dude, even he bucked up to him. He was like, well, your son took the job. I like the fact that he was I not completely bowing down and kissing his ass. And I think we alluded to that last episode. Um, we were saying that well, I know I did. I don't know if uh, who agreed with me on it, but like 
how you need to show some sort of loyalty to mm-hmm. to the to the game. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because he could have easily just snitched on them yeah. and say, "Oh yeah, he did it" or whatever. But he didn't. So that so when I saw him in that scene, I was like, I wasn't surprised. I, I was like, oh yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. It made me like that character a lot. <clears throat> I wasn't surprised necessarily, but what I was surprised is that it doesn't seem like he's doing it with any ulterior motive. Like when he was looking out for Marvin, I felt like there was still like an end game. Like that was a that was a move that he felt like was gonna help him. I don't really feel like he said that to them Italian to that Italian dude thinking that this is going to help me in any way. That's just how I uh, feel. Yep. Yep. So mm. that was that was different to me cuz it seemed like the first time that he just sincerely did something on the strength of how he felt as a man mm-hmm. versus how it's going to benefit me as a businessman. Yeah, cuz he said nobody ever <laughs> know. He said I will though. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that you know, that was dope. Um, we then see Juke and Jukebox and Rock have another mother-daughter conversation, but about Kanan. Uh, Nate, do you believe the shit that Rock is saying to Jukebox in the scene? I do. I do. I think she thinks she's doing stuff for all the right reasons, but she it's, it, the way she's going about it, she's going to lose her whole family. Um, but I do think that she feels like she's making decisions that she feels like will be the best for everybody, regardless of how they feel about it. Um, Lou, how do you think Jukebox looks at Rock after knowing so much about her and Kanan's rift? I think she respects Rock. I think that she looks up to her as far as being a strong black woman. I do think that she's a little bit more in touch with her feelings than Rock is. She hasn't grown as hard as Rock has because Rock's just older. I think the later uh, version of Jukebox that we see, we see her grow into the hardened character that Rocky is right now. But right now she's kind of soft. She hasn't experienced life as much, so she really don't understand how Rock handling Kanan, how Rock handling her brothers, how Rock handling Marvin. She just see her as a boss bitch. She don't understand what comes with that. I don't think. Why she gotta be a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a bad bitch. That was a good bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, nah, um, I think that. Um, Juke has an understanding. I think even before she had the conversation with Rock, I think she understands that Rock is trying and ultimately Rock loves Kanan. And I think that she sees that. And all, I mean, coming from some of the stuff she's been through with Marvin, it's kind of like, she's kind of like, like, dude, it's really not that bad kind of situation. But I do agree. She's just not to the level that Rock is yet. And when you look, because it's funny, you were looking at some of the old scenes uh, from Power of Jukebox. And I do see where it's like when she gets super, super cold, you do see some of that Rock coming out. But yeah, I just think that Jukebox has a certain level of understanding from the outside looking in. And she, because she is still a little sensitive and a little immature in what she's been through, she can still see the soft side of what they're going through. We'll be right back after these announcements from Dead End Studios. What's going on? It's your boy, Nikki Dusa, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect of the Frames for Second Podcast. And I'm here to let y'all know, make sure you guys tune in this upcoming Wednesday, October 26th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, youtube.com forward slash FPS podcast. We will be doing a live review of the new DC film, Black Adam starring The Rock. Uh, make sure you tune in again. Join your friends. Ask your friends, family, loved ones to come in as well. We would love to see y'all. Like and subscribe to the channel. Again, youtube.com forward slash FPS podcast, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
on YouTube. See you then. Peace. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Make sure you come through on October 30th at 12 p.m. as we will do once again a Halloween special uh, for Is the Mic Still On? Um, Kevin has put together a uh, pretty good show. We're going to do quizzes and stuff. Uh, costumes will be worn. And uh, we're going to have a good time. So we would love for you guys to come through and kick it with us and have a good time with us as well. Um, also, if, if you're wearing costumes, um, send us your costume. I know that Halloween is the day after, but uh, after the live, but send us your costume, share it with us. And we'll share some of them uh, on our socials. But, um, but yeah, YouTube.com slash Is The Mic Still On, October 30th at 12 p.m. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, guys, it's your girl, Naturally Nay here. And we are doing a new segment for FPS called Ratchet Watchables with myself and Nicholas Doucet. Um, this is a show where we're going to sit up and watch all of the Ratchet immature television that the other guys don't want to watch and, and discuss with us so tune in on sundays and listen to us go back and forth about some ghetto classics reality television shows and all the ignorant stuff that we don't review on fps so tune in on sundays with nick and nay bye um we then cut to seeing um cartier is overstepping his boundaries between lou and rock mm. Rod, were you surprised that Rock would kill Cartier, especially in this episode? That Rock, I'm not surprised. I mean, I know like she had some sort of play for him. But you think it was this soon, though? I didn't think it would be this soon. I thought that was a, a bit of a jump or whatever. Um, but I, I thought you was going to talk about the scene of him and um, uh, famous, famous or whatever. Oh, at the studio with with Lou. What stood out to you in that scene? That was good. Um. I actually like what he was saying to Famous. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like... And Lou, too. Yeah, and Lou, too. Like, if you keep <laughs> giving somebody, you know, you keep doing a favor, they're going to keep asking for a favor. But if you give them something to... I I, 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 I kind of live by that, in a yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've said that plenty of times with in different conversations we've had on across the dead-end universe. But, um, but yeah, I, I feel what he was saying or whatever. It, it, was, it was harsh, but it was real. It was right or whatever. So... What? Oh, I'm not nothing. Oh, oh, oh. Finish your thought. Yeah, yeah. It, so yeah, I actually liked him in that scene, and I, I, I think I've already said that I, I was starting to grow on uh, Cartier. Cartier. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, no, it was, it was, it was, um, it was odd to see him <coughs> get killed off this fast. Gotcha. That fit his character perfectly. That scene. I, mm -hmm. I think that fit the car, and that's the reason I know all of us sit here last week and said that we were going to like him. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it was a good choice to take him out this soon because mm -hmm. of what you asked, uh, Rod. Like, there was a longer play for Rock, it seemed like. Mm -hmm. Like, that was just, she just got one of his connects. From how he was telling it, he had a whole operation. operation like, she could have stole yeah. more of his business and run her drugs through the people. Like, she just got one dude from Maryland. This dude had a whole operation set up, so it seemed like it was a short-sighted play. He was trying to fuck. Yeah, yeah that, that no really more. pissed off. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah that's, pissed off, that's yeah. what I thought it was. I was like, she was like, I'm gonna have to suck it. We're gonna, we gonna have to figure oh, this out. Yeah. That and in the conversation <laughs> she had with old, with old boy, where he was like, You need to get rid of him, and, I, and I'll come. To <laughs> I love that conversation. Old she boy. Was she was like, like, no, she's no. like, Yeah, I'm gonna get rid of him. Just come to our team. He's like, No, nigga, I'm not coming to part of team till you get rid of him. Right. <laughs> yeah, so you had that. I just didn't think it was gonna have that fast. Yeah, you had that, and then you got a nigga really pressing you, and he's at. That's why I said I liked seeing this side of Rock of her using like a dude with her feminine 
while to get what she wants. I thought that was interesting. And you get to the point where it's like, all right, I can't really hold him off no more. So we gonna have to cut this, cut this off. Cause <laughs> you could tell when he pushed up on, he's like, this ain't what I want, nigga. He said, I don't wait for what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want a nigga tell you that is? <laughs> she was like, well, it ain't your choice. Once she said that, I was like, oh yeah, you go out the book. You either go out to give it up or shoot him up. And she ain't, she wasn't, she wasn't willing to do that. So let's go ahead and take him off the board. But. I I didn't ha- I wasn't surprised with Lou being in on it either because he was just another crown. So when he kind of hushed him in the studio, he was like, "Fuck!" He was like, "I'm right back in the same situation I was with Crown." You take that so, as a hushing? Yeah, he was like, "What? You didn't?" I'm I'm just asking. Yeah, because Ross said he. I mean, Ross said he, he. What he said was right. I'm not saying it wasn't right, it but it was right. he went against what Lou was saying in front of famous. So he's mm-hmm. once again being punked by his money by the money guy. And Lou was think I thought you was a silent partner, mm-hmm. right? That was a punk ass line <laughs> that he said to him though. Now, nah, cause Cartier was spitting real facts. He was like, "Bro, you can't be giving this nigga studio time." I, I like what he was saying right mm-hmm. there. So, I, but I do see where it put Lou in the position to ride with Rock. He said, "Oh yeah," he said, "I thought you was a solid party." He said, "Well, nigga, money talk, nigga, money talk." <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Kim, you will you miss Cartier? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like I like Cartier um, a lot, um, and I, yeah, like like everybody, I was. Definitely surprised they took him out, and disappointed they took him out this fast. Honestly, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Um, you know, I, there's a lot more they could have done yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he gone now. I mean, he's way more interested in that Tremont dude. Um, right. Yeah. He's yeah, like, is he what? black or Puerto Rican? He's like, what's know, up with the he, hell, dude? Yeah, like, he yeah. talked like a yeah. black dude, but he, he got black. the Puerto Rican swag. He ain't black. <laughs> he Afro Latino. Yeah. <laughs> he, he got that. Uh, he got that. Uh, the hair drew me thing. all the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, man, we kind of swoop. Nah, yeah. bro, he ain't black. Then y'all used to say FIFO had that too. We not. We not doing this. We not doing this. What's no, he should have been here. Like Dead ass. They said he had like a blowout. Stop, <laughs> he had no blowout. Stop. Stop. Y'all said he did. What he had? Nah, he had a blowout. He had this thing that he used to do in Florida where he, you know, they put the band right here. And whatever, and it's just like a little poof. Oh, y'all oh. seen that? Oh, okay. I thought y'all that. said he had a blowout. Yeah, that's like a Hooper hairstyle, but this dude yeah. got the like just the yeah, NBA two K clowning. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I was um. So I guess Lou was gonna help him out and give him give him studio time. He said, "I'll figure it out." He's okay. Like, He's like, "Don't worry about it. I'll figure it out." Yeah, yeah. Now I'm with you, Rod. I like I like what he was telling yeah. uh, telling dude because I don't think anybody ever like kept it. All the way real with, yeah. with That's famous, why I like bro. that scene. Except his mom. Famous needed to hear that. Yeah, but the mom is different. You, yes, don't, you, you hear you shit coming from your mom. Your mom. It's, it's like whatever. Yeah. But when you hear stuff coming from uh, someone that you don't know, an OG, and not only that, person. another man, mm-hmm. you know, it, it kind of hits different. You Facts. still be a little bit closed-minded to it, but it, it'll sit there. And you know, and that's what he was saying. Like, you got to get off your shit because famous is a piece of shit. He's a sorry ass nigga. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you say you look like no shit. You, look, you live like shit. You live like, like shit. Yeah, yeah you're not even. Yeah, yeah you're nah. He yep. was telling him like he was yeah. putting that misplaced. Look at what the nigga did. I said, but look at what the nigga went and did. Like he is not. This is not the life for him. I know, but he still tried to get it on his own. No, you know, he tried to steal it. That's still getting it. Wait, yeah. It is. That, that's part of the hustle. What did you what do you mean when you say that? He tried to get it. I mean, so were you disappointed by <coughs> that decision or it was a dumbass decision. Like you first of all, you know that this nigga just got slapped up by your homeboy, right? So this is a nigga that you know. Yeah. One. Two 
you really are not about this life right and so and why do you think this nigga ain't gonna have a gun on him himself because he had just song got punked by king yep he thought he he didn't get punked by you yeah we we know that and and he should have known that but but in his eyes he's like oh yeah this nigga vulnerable yeah it goes to show how yeah. Like green, the famous is yeah. towards the street life. Yeah, like he yeah. ain't no street. He, he expect he like he said he like oh, I ain't expect this shit to go like this yeah. or whatever because he like he just saw Kanan without a gun pump. Yep. Dude. What was funny is that dude <laughs> knew who he was ASAP. He's like, come on, famous. Yeah, right. his voice. He's in your soft sing. ass voice. <laughs> God damn, yo! I was like, damn. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, so now he's in a precarious situation. And somebody was at the door. Right, somebody was at the door, so they know whoever shot was and it heard the name. famous. Yeah. Right, so now he's in a really fucked up situation. So while, yes, it was sage advice, when you give sage advice to a dumbass, <laughs> like... And that's how it's going to bring in Detective What's-Her-Name, because Sam said he was hanging with a nigga famous. named Famous, so she going to oh, hit him. Oh, so the God. shooting, at the death of, the, of him... That's gonna bring the cops. Oh, the cops gonna be like, they shot with uh, Can they kill her? I want her to die. She here to stay. She here to stay. She needs. They gave her a lesbian relationship and everything. She here to stay. Mm. (laughs) Bro, that that whole thing when she was talking to the dude and the detective was like walking behind her, like she didn't see him right there on the steps. Like when they was talking, like I just don't like her whole storyline. I'm with Nay on that. Like it's it it's ridiculous. I I want to see all I care about from her storyline is how the captain reacts to her (laughs) because I love the captain be ready to cuss her out. He be like, like, look, I'm gonna call internal affairs. If it wasn't no union, I'd fire you. Your ass today. <laughs> he called uh I yeah, he called yeah. her. As soon as he's as soon as she, as soon she, as she left. knew she was on some shit. She was about, he was like, but we didn't see the results of that in this episode, right? That's what he you just saw. called yeah, it this episode. Did. You saw it um when he met with when the internal affairs agent had jukebox and oh boys, oh girls daddy. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that's so right. they're trying to get they were trying to get jukebox to admit that Detective Burke gave the girl shit. the drugs. So that's what they trying Which to Which she may end up doing anyway to protect the family. That was a sorry ass lie that Howard told them to tell him though. Like to try to connect all that shit back to Bert. It's, I don't think there was that much of a connection from what I remember. With the drugs and shit? Yeah. Yeah, it was. No. Yes, it was because she was working. She, uh, Detective Burke was trying to get Jukebox to, um, to work with her. So to a certain extent, because she got the drugs from Jukebox and you right. got Jukebox connected to Burke. So it's not really that that far off. Hmm. Um, speaking of detectives, we then see Kana hanging out with his daddy at the mosque as we find out that <laughs> Detective Howard is Muslim. Mm. Did we know that? No. We did not. Okay, gotcha. We didn't know like Kana. I'm like, damn, I Kana spoke for all of us. Yeah. You Muslim? <laughs> right. That's how, that's how I was going to ask you, Lou. Uh, do you like how this new Detective Howard, like, do you like this new one? That we're witnessing this new character? I do. I think it benefits Kanan a lot. I think Kanan, um, I like his role in being someone in Kanan's life that's honest with him, as he can be. I think that he's trying to keep it as real with Kanan as he can be based off the information that he has and still trying to keep a cordial relationship with Rock. So I do respect the role that he's playing, especially versus what Rock is doing to Kanan with Mm -hmm. all the lies. Rod, would you be as merciful with your, um, I guess... Distant son, if he tried to shoot, well, if he shot at you, would you be as forgiving if he didn't really know he was like you was his daddy? Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I, I would. I mean, you're talking about me, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's how. I so, do. you understand what, what Detective Fire is coming from? Uh, I can see yeah, that how he wants to sure. just forget about it and just move on, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, 
I, I respect his position. I respect what he's telling them. I respect, like, you know, when he was trying to get information from me, he was like, yo, that's not fair to you, you know, fair to your moms and all that. So, yeah, I, I respect how he's handling the whole Canaan situation, <coughs> not trying to overstep his bounds. And, like, yo, it's like, when you're ready, I'm here type thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Gave him a place to sleep. I respect um, his character and how he's handling the situation. More so than when we first got introduced to him. I, I I don't remember ever having a big problem with him like that. Huh? I did. Yeah, I think I think yeah, other people did. I didn't really have a problem with him like that. I like his character because he accepts yeah. the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like, he he's absorbed. Like, even with the shooting, like you asked, it's like, well, maybe if I had done more with Kanan or whatnot, he's kind of looking at it like I could have prevented this and not mm -hmm. holding a grudge against him. Mm -hmm. So I, I do like that versus how Rock views Kanan. Just like. Mm -hmm. How you fucking with Detective Howard, Kanan? Um. Yeah, I I, I kind of like what they're doing with him, man. Um, they really turned him around, and uh, he is definitely embracing the the father uh, role that he's been thrust into um, that he didn't even know about. You know, this is very sudden for him, so it's still a learning process for him on how to handle this. But you also see him being very set in his ways. And also very upfront, like Rob was saying, you know, um, you know, with you know, that's not fair to your mom. I'm not going to tell you that, but I'm going to tell you everything that you need to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of go back to Cartier telling Famous what he needed to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of very similar in in that way. And um, and Kanan being open to it, you know, and admitting like, you know, I know you're my dad and all this other stuff. And uh, Kanan also looking for you know, someone that he never had as well. He never had a father in his life. And this is all new for him, but he's definitely looking to embrace that. Um, another side story that I, that we also keep going back to is the Italian mob boss, Sal, and how he's upset about the death of his son and wants some nigga to pay for it. Um, Lou, is Sal doing too much or does he deserve some justice? He deserves some justice, but I think that um, Hell no. Unique was keeping it real with him. Like, my nigga, your, your son took the job, and if you were open to taking the job, then Marvin would have came to you. Like, quit trying to blame people for, like, we, we, we're the criminals, bro. This happens. So I do like the fact that uh, Unique kept it real with him. However, from all the mafia movies we've seen and the, the character that Sal is portraying with that head mafia boss, we know that's kind of the role like that's he's playing that through and through so i get it i get what he's saying like his son is the heir apparent to what he's doing and these niggas in his eyes came and fucked everything up so i get where he's coming from but again i also respect how unique was able to be like bro this is a part of the game like y'all niggas ain't absolved from this shit just because y'all italian so i like that part of it they was unique dumb to turn down sal's request mm -mm. after all sal done for him what has he done for him? Essentially got him back on. Game like, position. Yeah. yeah. He got him back on his feet. He made Rock work with him. Yep. Well, if it wasn't for Sal, Unique wouldn't even be. Forced in. a hand, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, okay, I guess so. Um, I don't, but I don't think it was dumb. I think that even though I do think that he did it from a sense, he, he had that conversation and was sincere about what he said. I also think that it puts him in a good position with Rock. And so I think if he actually really 
sees that Rock has an opportunity because I thought it was interesting what Rock said about them about how they're not even like real mafia like they just report up to the real mafia in New York <laughs> so like if Unique is able to get into a situation good with Rock and Rock is able to actually push them out of Jersey then he he's put himself in a prime position too I think Unique was not dumb for standing on his morals and, and you know, being loyal to who he, who he feels as a man. And I think that he's smart enough to be able to utilize it to his advantage. How you feel about that situation, Ron? I agree. No, I agree. I think I've already mentioned that, though, that I like um, <coughs> how you handle the situation. Um, you know, to some in some eyes, yeah, it, it looks dumb. You know what I'm saying? Take take the deal, try to try to give yourself some more time to finesse it and figure out something else. But you know, look, right, just bury the hatchet right there. You know, that's another way to handle it too. Like it is what it is. All right, gonna come from me. I'll I'll be ready. So you know, um, I think he doesn't ultimately want to work for the white man. Mm-mm. So it's it. it's just a play for him. So now the play is done because now this white man is making me do something asking too much. Asking too much. So yeah, I mean yeah, he Unique could be all right. We see that he yeah. would be all right. He has he a better opportunity. Go ahead. I was just saying he got a good skill set for what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think he he has a better opportunity to work for, to be back in a better position with Rock. Because to your point, it working with the Italians, he's always going to be just that working for the Italians. Mm-hmm. But I think he sees the opportunity with on Rock's side to be able to be back independent. Because Rock mm-hmm. really don't want to fuck with him like that. But if he if he she has some loyalty to her, I could see them. Like I said, if not working together, at least working some shit out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'd love to see that third season. Them working closely <laughs> together. Any other thoughts on this episode, Kim? Mm-mm. Nah, nah. Um, yeah, I think it's a good setup for next week. I know Nate kind of mentioned me going back and um, watching the jukebox character. Because um, I, I I know I come here every week, week saying, like, I don't really care for that storyline. So I was like, man, let, let me go back and just kind of see. Because I don't remember her like that in yeah. the um, in the, in the initial power. And I will say, going back and watching some of those scenes, this girl who's playing her is really emulating she did, who, she is Ju- who mm-hmm. Juke was. I was like, wow, like the mannerisms, everything. I yep. was like, wow, she's really nailing this Juke, a young Juke character. And the guy that's doing 50 is really nailing 50, too. And he looked and yeah, sound like yeah. 50. They yeah, using the going same back and watching them, man, I, it really it really made me give give a different have another appreciation for how they're playing these characters. Like I never finished Power, so I'm rewatching it now. Oh, too. okay, really? So, yep. Stop at season four. Mm, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's Stop. hard. Bro. I've gotten to a point where I don't even want to like. What finish, season bro. are you on now? Five. Oh yeah, you, oh yeah, you went three. past the year. You went past. Like, the year. <laughs> but to Rod's point, though, they those that you could tell that those actors studied those mm-hmm. characters because it really lines up, like how she blinks her eyes. one hundred percent lines like, up. Damn. I did notice that in my rewatch of Power. Like, yeah. Jay doing a good mm-hmm. job with that. Yeah, you're doing a good job. And one thing right. that, that I'm wondering, I know we we talked about it here. Uh, as far as everybody we discussed, like Kanan ain't really been a big character. I had a big storyline. So I'm interested to see what happens with this last episode because everything's, and it is a show basically about rock, but I still feel that Kanan plays a big part, but we just haven't seen that this season. It's mm-hmm. been about Lou, it's been about Marvin, the detectives. Like Kanan ain't really played a big role in this season. I, well, last season neither. I think we said that. I don't know if you was 
You weren't on the nah, last season. We were saying the same thing last season mm-hmm. too. It was, it was more about rock, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah rock raising Canaan. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. yeah. Um, I think Luback. That's two. No, nah. I mean Luke Rock he w- killed him, but he did. He did. Pew, pew, like she went off. Pew, pew, that's what he did. <laughs> he did that's what he did. He did the Harlem Nights. <laughs> he that yeah. ass good. That shit was petty as hell. <laughs> it was funny. Well, she looked at him like, you know, you gonna get your hands. You ain't gonna do too? nothing. <laughs> he was like, right, I, I thought she, I thought they both shot him. They did. Rock oh. oh yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, why I was yeah. like, why did he shoot him again? So well, is he back? She shot him again in the head. Yeah, to make sure. And then he she looked at him like, you gonna shoot him again too? And then he pew pew. <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> um, to your Canaan point, though, that's why I think that the conversation that he had with Detective Howard this episode was really important because he made the point that the fact that he is his father like changes everything for him. So I think at this point, and even with Jukebox, like those two characters did, at the end of the season, I think are trying to figure out who they are because he's got to understand like what is his part in all of this now that he knows that Defcon is not his father. So I think that, yeah, it is about to raising Canaan, right? Rock raising Canaan. But then we now know we see, we're starting to see the breakdown. So I'm wondering how much that's going to play into what Canaan's character is next season. I'm glad you said that because the Marvin and Jukebox scene, mm-hmm. he good. actually said it. I was so, that scene made my heart so Man. full. At the, the diner? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, he finally apologized. Yeah, that was good. And I had a thought, right? So we know Kanan, we know what happens to Kanan and Jukebox and all of that and all that good stuff. What if Marvin lives? What if Marvin is like an old man happy somewhere in the countryside while all these niggas died? That would be kind of dope. I would like Because that. he's the only one who's like trying to turn change a corner to life. good. I think that's why I think nice guys finish last. Lou trying to change his life to the good, though. He's, he's trying to like, change his life, but he's still, he's still ready to, <laughs> he he ready to pop pew pew. He is the worst. <laughs> I would say this. He's the worst business partner in the world because if he don't fuck with your thoughts and Shoot ideas, he's he choking you up. Right. Yeah, nah. Yeah. He killing every business partner he got. You don't want to go in business unless it's rock. Right. (laughs) It's like Marvin's the only character who's doing some sort of reconciliation. Mm. Everybody else is like embracing the the negative and just going further down the the bat to the bad yep. side yeah, or whatever. But Marvin could be better at his reconciliation because giving a crackhead what three thousand dollars. That was no. And then Sam was like, "Hey, I love how I love how Sam was like, hey yo man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get cleaned up, bro. You, you gonna see? Him a, you gonna see? I'm gonna be a good nigga." My thing is like, he went to the he next. He didn't stop. even get to the next. No, he didn't even to, leave, bro. He went to the next stop. Let me off his motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> With the spoon in but his head. That is real life junkie behavior, though. That's why I said, man, he had to have had an experience in somewhere previously or know somebody close because that's, that's real life Marvin shit. like, I know what it's like to give a crackhead all this money, but I'm hoping you hear what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. he said every you. single thing. Like, he yep. acknowledged that yeah. he was fucking up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's not like a, like a dumbfounded fucker. Right. He knew what he was doing. He knew yep. the risk that he was taking. He was trying to, yeah. I hope he's hope smart enough in the world. To, to cover his track. This is the second time he let, yeah, he didn't clean up his mess. Because, like, with the Italian dude, he ain't yeah. going to the hospitals to kill the dude before he can tell Sal. And now he's letting Sam go out, not knowing that he knows that Kanan shot his daddy. Well, the detective know where to find him. He said, I'll be in three spots. Man. <laughs> he said, at the, said, at the dope at spot. The cop spot. The smoke spot. <laughs> or the motor <laughs> spot. <laughs> Detective, I'm a dope feed. Well, he had to do that for real in real life. He was hilarious. He was. 
That was it. That was my final thoughts. <laughs> you either at the dope spot, the cop spot, or the smoke spot. <laughs> All right, well, those.